Welcome to another edition of the Go Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, you know, there was a time in this program's history where 10 and 3 was looked at as a disappointment. There was a time in this program where getting to the Cheez-It Bowl was considered a failure. And uh, I still hold that program to that standard. I still hold Florida State to that standard. I'm proud of my guys. I love my guys. I'm always going, you know what I'm saying, cheer for Florida State, man. But the old saying is the standard is the standard. And we we made tremendous strides this season to get back to where we all want to be as a program, as a football team. Um, I just feel like um, the administration, the boosters, and even some fans were, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm proud of where we are right now, but I don't want to go through this again. Is, is what I'm trying to say. I don't want to go through this again, man, where we go through a five, six-year stretch of just sucking. So I really want the university, the boosters, and all the fans to, you know, do our part to keep this program going, man. Um, You know, I, I commend the university and the boosters for giving Mike Norvell what he needed to get this program back on track. Um the 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 crazy part about college football and you know your big your bigger schools and your bigger programs and you have these boosters, there's a lot of infighting about you know control, about the coach and you know just stupid stuff. Um I, and whoever writes the biggest check pretty much has a lot of say, you know, when it comes to whatever program, Florida State, whatever. And I don't like it, but that's just the way college football has always been. You know, buying players, giving players money, whatever you want to call it, that that has been happening forever. OK, and I, I love NIL because it kind of balances the playing field a little bit amongst the bigger programs. You know, you're not going to have, I mean, Alabama and Georgia, you know, they're still going to get their players. But, you know, USC is probably the ultimate destination in terms of name, image, likeness. Miami is a great destination for name, image, likeness. Uh, Texas, Longhorns, that's a great place. Um, so it's going to balance itself out, even Texas A&M, Oklahoma. So, I, you know, 
I just don't want Georgia and Alabama stacking all the talent. Now, you know, as that relates to Florida State, you know, these last, these first couple of years of the Mike Norvell era, he hasn't really done great in terms of high school recruiting. He's done phenomenal in the transfer portal. So I'm hoping the 2024 class is the class where, okay, we really make a dent in in high school recruiting because that's the lifeblood of any program. You have to get young, talented players. I, I really don't feel like, and he, I mean, he's proven me wrong these last couple of years, but I still feel like trans the transfer portal is not a sustainable way to keep your football team relevant because you don't know from year to year who's going to go in the portal. Now we we've hit gold the last three years. We've hit gold. We've hit garnet and gold the last three years, but there's no guarantee we're going to be able to do it next year. So I, I really do feel like recruiting, recruiting, re- and they, 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 they do this. So I, I, I'm not trying to say they're not doing it, but I think we have to really try to go after those top tier guys every at every position. Um, I feel like next year's team offensively is going to be crazy. It's really going to be crazy how scary this offense is going to be. Defensively, uh, you, you added two rhinos in the middle of that defensive line. The dude from Miami, the dude from Western Michigan, their names escape me. Please forgive me. Um, you you got virtually your whole linebacking core coming back. You pretty much we don't know what uh, Jamie Robinson is gonna do, but you're gonna have a you're gonna have a lot of your veteran uh, defensive backs coming back. We I, I you have to to me. We need a cover corner. We need a guy that can just cover the other team's best receiver. That's what we need. Um, then I think we can be special on defense. I think if we get if Patrick Payton has to put on about another 25 pounds, get in the weight room like crazy, and I just think he's going to take off. I just think he's going to go and he's – he is where Jordan Travis was last season. And Jordan Travis did whatever he did to ascend to the next level. That's where Patrick Payton is right now. He's got to put in the work. He's got to eat, you know, continue to develop. But you can't deny his pass rushing skills. Now, if you get him on one side and verse on the other side, if verse comes back, and you got those two guys, those two defensive tackles. I mean, it's going to be scary. I don't want to say national championship, but I think we can at least contend for an ACC championship. And the ACC is going to that new format. So we could possibly get in there. I, I've seen next year's schedule. Nobody on that schedule scares me. If we come and play our A game every game, Nobody on that schedule scares me. TCU beats Michigan. And I'm not surprised. I thought Michigan was overrated. I think the Big Ten is overrated. Um, 
when the playoff expands to 12 teams, I would hope that they would let more teams like TCU in there. Because you just never know what can happen on a given day. Um, I, I, you know, I just really hope when, 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 when Texas and Oklahoma leaves the Big 12 that the Big 12 is not looked at as a group of five conference. And, uh, you know, I, I applaud TCU, man. They played a hell of a game. They went out there and went toe-to-toe with, quote-unquote, a, a big-name team. And uh, congratulations to them. Now, I, I talk about this because I think next year Florida State can be a better version of TCU. I, I really feel like that. I mean, we, we um, you know, if we, if we, you know, we got to find a shutdown corner. We got to find a shutdown corner. That's really defensively the only thing I can see on defense that we're lacking. I feel like with the, with the two additions, the defensive tackles, the transfers, the kid from Miami, the kid from Western Michigan, I really think the run defense up the middle is going to be good. Now, one, if we can make it back to the playoff, you know, I think Georgia is going to be there. You know, I, Georgia is definitely going to be there. You know, if we have to play somebody like Georgia, man, you know, we got to have some 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 earth movers. <laughs> some 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 uh, some snow plows, some some some, uh, you know, some concrete crackers. So um, I, I love the additions that they've made along the offensive and defensive line, man. I, our wide receivers are awesome. Our running backs are awesome. Marquiston Douglas, I think I would like to see him get in better condition. His hands are phenomenal. He runs good routes, but I would like to see him get in peak physical form. Then I, I think the sky's the limit for him. I, I um, but as it stands right now, I mean, just phenomenal hands. He runs good routes. He's big. He's huge. And I, I just think he he's gonna be tight end one next year. We already know that. So, I think Jordan Travis is gonna be in in the thick of the Heisman conversation. Okay. And I, I just I just really feel like it's it's national championship or bust next season. We but we have got to find a just one just one shutdown corner one shutdown corner that we can put on the other team's best receiver. Okay, I think we've shored up the run defense up the middle. I don't no team in the ACC scares me next season. Not even Clemson. Okay, they're losing a lot. They're going to have a lot of young talent next season. And I think that this is the time where we can strike and beat them. Finally. And end this losing streak to Clemson. What is it, seven, eight games? I don't know. We haven't beaten them since 2015, 14. One of them. The last time we won 10 games, I don't think we beat them that season. 
No, we lost that game. Because that's the first year that Clemson went to the playoffs. So 2000, it was 2014, the the um the uh at, at Florida State. Right. And we won on the last second play. Yeah. So um, you know, the schedule is, you know, we open up with LSU. I feel like we can I don't think we're gonna dominate them. I think LSU is gonna be a very good team next season. They might be a top ten team next season, um, so that's gonna be a hell of a game. But if we can, if we can get past LSU, I, I don't see anybody else on the schedule beating us. That's that's really the only litmus test. If we can come to play like we did these last six games, I, I really feel like the sky's the limit. So we lose Lovett and Robinson as expected. Um, you know, I will never begrudge a guy for, uh, trying to make his financial situation better as long as it's through ethical and legal means. And that's what these guys are doing. You know, they help bring Florida State back, you know, forever grateful to them for their services and they want to get paid to play football. So, no issue with that. Love those guys. Always going to be Seminoles. And, um, you know, I wish them the best in their future endeavors. Um, we added a cornerback, which I have been saying for the last couple of weeks that we needed, you know, better players in the secondary. No slight to the guys that we already have. But we've seen what Marvin Mims did to us. Granted, Marvin Mims is one of the best receivers in the country. But... You know, just we need better play in the secondary. We go get a cornerback from Virginia, uh, Fentrell, Cypress. I don't know anything about this kid. I don't watch Virginia football. I've watched some highlights. Highlights are always good. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit down and watch a complete Virginia game. You know, I can better make an evaluation when the season starts. Um, he has to be better than what we have or we wouldn't have added him. And, uh, you know, we, we need we need a couple of more of those guys. Because, I mean, Renardo Green, to me, is probably the best corner in our secondary. He has the best backpedal. He has the best redirect skills. Um, not necessarily the best ball skills, but just backpedal, redirect. You know, uh, he he's the best. And he was getting ate up by Marvin Mims. So, um, you know, we just need – we definitely going to need better safety help. Um, Akeem Dent is coming back. You know, um, he got beat – I think he got beat on both of those deep passes by Marvin Mims. And, and again, I give Marvin Mims all the credit. He's one of the best receivers in the country. But um, – you know, we just need better play back there. And we're losing uh, Jamie Robinson. I, you know, Sam McCall could have took that position, but he chose to transfer. So it's probably going to fall on Shaheen Brown, um, a, a good player. Um, but we, we definitely need to add more secondary players. That's really the only weak point on this defense, at, on this team, at this time, I would say, well, I would say the weakest spot is probably kicker. We don't have a dependable kicker, okay? 
Um, Fitzgerald is so topsy-turvy, you know, up and down, erratic, that we, we don't know what we're going to get. One day, he, one day he'll hit a 50-yarder game winner. The next day he'll, he'll miss a 35-yarder. So we don't know what we consistently what we're going to get. No slight at the guy. These are just documented facts. We don't know what we're gonna get uh, consistently from our kickers. So I think our kickers are probably our weakest point, and then I would say secondary, all four spots. You know, I, I can't look at one player in our secondary and say, okay, this is a guy. Jamie Robinson was that guy. He's gone. So we can't, as the secondary is currently constructed right now, I can't look and say, okay, that guy right there can stop somebody's best offensive receiver. So we need better players in the secondary. It's just that simple. Um, you know, so I I trust in Norvell. He's, he's, he has a proven track record of going to get guys the last three, the last two seasons. So, um, you know, I think next year is going to be real special if we can get past LSU. That's really going to be the litmus test. And once we get past LSU, you know, don't get full of ourselves. You know, we were we were 4-0. We started reading our own press clippings. We the best this, we the best that. And then you lose three straight. The same hunger and desire that you had throughout this six-game winning streak is the same hunger and desire that you need to approach every game, take no game for granted. You know, nobody's going to lay down for Florida State. Everybody wants to beat Florida State. Everybody wants to keep Florida State down. You got to understand that. Nobody wants Florida State to get back to the top. Okay? And, and especially Clemson. Clemson has greatly benefited from Florida State being down. Now, if we can if we can somehow get back and start getting guys, you know, in the state of Florida, first first and foremost, I like I told you before, I really don't do recruiting analysis, but I know this. If you recruit the state of Florida the best, it's a good chance you're gonna win a lot of games. And so far the teams that <laughs> recruit Florida the best are not teams in Florida. Okay? It's, it's Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia that consistently come in and get our best players. And until we solve that equation, you know, it, it's going to be tough sledding. You know, going all over the country, getting guys, transfers, portal guys, whatever. Um, until you start recruiting the state of Florida and Hakeem Williams is a great, is a great step in the right direction. Um, until you start recruiting Florida again at a high level, it's going to be tough sledding because Florida is one of those states that produces the best football players, one of those states. I'm not going to disrespect any other state. We know Texas, Georgia, Ohio, California, Louisiana, you know, just to name a few that produce some of the best play. Pennsylvania that produces great talent, New Jersey, um, so I don't want to slight any other state, but, you know, consistently in this league, it's probably more Florida players in the NFL than any other. You know, it's between Florida, Texas, and California, let's face it. Okay, they they consistently pr produce the best talent. So we got to get back 
to being the best recruiting team in Florida. I guess when you do a season synopsis, you're supposed to go back through each game and, you know, give pros and cons and whatever. I'm not going to do that. Um, You know, my general feeling about the season, it was a great season. It was an improved season. We got back to what Florida State um, minimum. 10 and 3 is the, the, the minimum standard. That's that's what we used to get upset about. Okay? So, you know, I just don't want this fan base to get complacent with 10 and 3. You know, there was there was a there was a time, there was a day and age where this this season was this type of season was a failure. And you know, I'm proud of the guys, but this this isn't it. This is not it. Um, so, you know, Jordan Travis, um, the, the big receiver, I, his, I'm bad with names. Um, this, the six, seven receiver who had the awesome game in the, in the bowl game, you know, they're they're saying that big things are coming. I hope so. Um, I really do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just a diehard fan. Um. And I just hope that we can get back to what we used to be. Um, if if you've been listening to this podcast since uh, the first episode, you know, pretty much everything that I've said in terms of what this team needed to do to get back to the top, Mike Norvell has done. And today they went out and got this dude, uh, Fintrail Cypress. Like I said earlier, I watched some of his highlights. Um I don't think you can really make an assumption based on highlights. Uh, but he looks the part. He he looks the part of a shutdown corner. And um, I would, like I said earlier, I would have to think that he is an upgrade over every corner on this roster. You don't just bring in a guy to take up a spot. So... <clears throat> Maybe he's a guy that you can put on the other team's best receiver and say, hey, we we, we need you to shut him down. Um, but, you know, Mike Norvell has done a tremendous job um, with the portal. I mean, he to turn this thing around in three seasons is tremendous. You know, tremendous. I, I give him all the credit in the world. I'm a Mike Norvell fan. Um, I do not, at this time, I do not want uh, any more Dion talk. Um, I, I don't think uh, Mike Norvell deserves that. I think he's earned the right to not hear that stuff from the fans. Um, but every fan base has a, you know, dark you know, section, and, you know, you're going to have those guys that no matter what Norvell accomplishes, they're, they're going to want Dion. Um, wish Dion all the success in Colorado, Colorado, but at the end of the day, the powers that be didn't pick you, and I don't think you can take that out on Norvell, you know. I don't think you should be sending messages to Norvell you know, he was the guy they wanted. I mean, and he really wasn't. They wanted Bob Stoops. 
They didn't. Mike Norvell was a consolation prize. He wasn't the first choice. But, you know, things happen for a reason. And Mike Norvell, hey, man, he's he, he's done a hell of a job. You know, if, if I'm Florida State, I try to re-sign him. I, I think if you, the longer you wait, the, the price is going to go up. Now, if you're going to gamble next year and he goes 12-0, wins the ACC and goes to the playoff, the price just went up. Right now, you could probably get him for $7 million a season. You know, everything is trending in the right direction. Everything is trending in the right direction. I think, you know, if you verse – what is the most talented defensive lineman this season? Then love it. You lost love it. You might lose verse. If you can somehow get verse to come back and you pair him with Patrick Payton, a a bigger, stronger Patrick Payton, and you got those two defensive tackles that you picked up in the portal, along with your other guys as backups. I think the defensive line is going to be tremendous. Okay, you you still got Deloach, you still got uh, Bethune, um, you still got Lundy, you you got the the kid from um, I forget his name um, from from the past recruiting class. You got the kid from California. So linebacker is is a strength now, in my opinion. Um, and you add this, you add this uh, Fentrell Cypress guy from Virginia. Um, so, you know, hopefully Fentrell Cypress can come in and be our, you know, shut down corner on the other team's opposing receiver, best receiver. And, uh, you know, the offense, you know, you've. You've you've added three offensive linemen. I don't know anything about these guys, but I'm gonna trust Alex Atkins. His track record says that he finds guys. So, just sticking with that philosophy, I think that uh, you know we're gonna be in good shape next season. Um, I think we need a third running back to step up. Um, you got Ward, you got Benson. I think we need a third running back. Um, I touched on Marquise and Douglas. I would like to see him get more physically fit. Then I think he's going to take off. The route running is phenomenal. The hands are phenomenal. Um, he just doesn't look like he's in great shape out there. So I would, I would love to see him get in great football shape. And then I think his career is going to take off. Uh, and the receiver from earlier, Johnny Wilson. Okay, his name just came to me. So I apologize that I didn't remember his name. But, you know, him and Jordan Travis, JT, they saying they're going to, it's going to be big things next season. And I hope it is. But uh, tremendous season. And... uh I think I said earlier in this podcast that Lovett is leaving. He's not leaving. Okay, I misread the whole the whole uh, little thing that they do on social media, putting out the little picture with the writing on the side. So he stands. So, I mean, dude, 
We're, come on. You bring Lovett back with those three other, those two other guys. We're uns- Nobody's running on us. Nobody is running on us, man. Do you realize how tremendous this is? Nobody. We're going to the national championship. It, it, I mean, it, we're going to the national championship. So obviously, um, you know, some news about the cornerback from Virginia um, had came through and I didn't um, know that information, but I did speak on it when I found out about it and added it into this episode. Obviously, I misread the Fabian Lovett post. Um, I apologize. I'm usually more accurate than that. But hey, people make mistakes, man. This this podcast thing ain't 100% perfect. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't think run defense is going to be a issue up the middle for Florida State next season. I, I really truly feel like this is going to be the best team that we have fielded since uh, 2013. I, I really feel like we can be the TCU of next year. I really feel like that. Now, you're going to have to do something about verse. Hopefully, he can come back. Um, He's really the key for me in this whole thing. Um, Johnny Wilson, um, I I thought I heard him say that, you know, we were going to do big things next year. We're just starting or something to that effect. So I would love to uh, have him back. I mean, he he made a lot of money in that game, for sure. I mean, he he he's a big time player, man. Um, I just I just think that the the key piece on offense is Jordan Travis, and I think you have right now. I think you have two key pieces on defense: Verse and Love It. You got Love It to come back. If we can get Verse to come back for one more season, man, I mean, and we can get this. I mean, the getting the cornerback from Virginia. Now, I've, I've, I usually don't go watch highlights on players. You guys know that. But this guy can play. And, uh, you know, I just think national championship or bust, man. When was the last time we've been able to say that? I think we can make a serious run at the national championship if we come out and play our A game. Now, another key piece to this is Patrick Payton. Superstar potential. Okay, but he's got to put on some weight and he's got to get stronger. I would love to see him to get I would love to see him get up to about 265. Cause he's six five and he's probably they got him at two fifty. There's no way. There's no way he's two fifty. There's no way he's two fifty. I would probably give him two thirty five right now, on a good day. Two thirty, two thirty five. So if he can get up to two sixty five between now and September third, the LSU opener with his pass rushing ability, it's gonna be crazy. So. Um, mistakes made in this podcast, this episode, I do apologize. Um, I'm gonna try my best to not let, to not let it happen anymore.
but I do appreciate everyone that takes time out of their life to listen to this to this podcast, to this episode. Um, podcasts available uh, on all podcast platforms. It's available on YouTube. And uh, as always, go Knowles.